Aldo Solano Rojas and I are gazing into the face of a concrete crocodile. It has seen better days, that poor thing. Now it's green, green bluish. It used to be more green. Or actually, we're looking at where part of its face should be, but has fallen off. What's sad is that it's really, really in bad condition. Aldo takes out his phone and pulls up a photo taken of the crocodile decades ago, at the height of its glory, before it lost the majority of its nose. That was... Yeah, pobrecito. (laughs) (laughs) No! You want to go see the lion? Yes. In this park, the crocodile is part of a concrete crew. A few strides away, there's a tuskless yellow elephant, a pouting fish, even a bear. Well, this bear has almost... Well, just one ear, no face, and no hands. I'm sorry, I should have brought you to another park. <laughs> no, no, no. Parks across Mexico City, and actually across all of Mexico, are full of these concrete creatures. And today, we'll trace the story of how they landed here at such scale. I'm Abby Peralt, and this is Atlas Obscura a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. When we come back, an introduction to the long-unknown creator behind the widely-known concrete fauna of Mexico's urban playscapes. If you're looking for a place where the wide-open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Well, this is a lion. You see how it has this for the legs? It's ergonomic. Aldo is an art historian who studies public space in Mexico City and sits in public space in Mexico City. Yes, every park that I go to, I have to sit there. It's a a rule. My my boyfriend hates me for that, I think. (laughs) Ten minutes in a bench. A couple years ago, he published a book about playgrounds in modern Mexico. And in the process, he's climbed on and sat on a lot of these animals himself. Absolutely. Part of the research is to use them. Today, of course, it's in the name of research. But it all started when he was much younger. I played with them as a kid. And, you know, people a little older than me, their children played on these playgrounds. Aldo says you can find this cast of concrete characters in cities across the country, in varying states of preservation or decay. 
Some are painted with vacant black eyes or sloping frowns. Others are adorned with flowers or stripes, or maybe coated in one solid bright color. And depending on where you are, you might see different species. Here in Mexico City, it's very hard to find the kangaroo, whereas in the state of Veracruz, it's more common. But together, he says, these animals make up a part of a collective history, of a shared national landscape of childhood, one that started way back in the early 1900s following the Mexican Revolution. Children started to be seen by the government as this social class that needed to be protected from the evil, especially if they were all scared by all the war crimes that the population witnessed in the Revolutionary War. So, in the 60s, a federal institute was created to protect child well-being. The INPI, Instituto Nacional de Protección a la Infancia. And part of that protection, they thought, could be designed. And playgrounds started to become very important. So, in 1969, INPI and the Mexico City government started a program that would outfit parks with new playscapes. So every neighborhood would have a place for kids to you know, develop and play and exercise in a, in a safe, non-polluted environment. They just needed the right artist with a vision for what it would look like. And when Aldo was doing his research, that's kind of where the historical record fell away. For decades, everyone knew about these animals, but no one really knew who was behind them. Aldo kept digging. And eventually, after searching the archives and talking to different artists, he came across a name, Alberto Pérez Soria. Hola, ¿me escuchas? This is Alberto Pérez Rodríguez, the son of Alberto Pérez Soria. Mi padre, desde, desde joven, él, mira, él fue torero de, así de, corrida de toros. Alberto, de the father, had been a bullfighter and came from a line of relatives who were pretty legendary in the sport. And then he spent some time as a butcher, working for his family's business. Pero... He gave up all of that to take up art. He left it all behind for a vision of bringing stories to the people. His son says he wasn't so interested in the recognition of bullfighting or the security of a family business. So he started to carve out his own path in making public sculptures. When he was commissioned to design playgrounds for this program, he landed on designs that, in a way, drew from the lives he'd walked away from. Animals. Alberto's son says that because of his past, he had a really deep familiarity with animal forms. Muy natural, casi como un instinto, ¿no? De, de ver los, de ver los cuerpos, de ver eso. A really natural sense, almost instinctual, of how they looked. He didn't particularly enjoy the process of killing them. That was part of why he walked away from the family business. But he had been fascinated by them. So he set out designing these animals. They were elegant, rounded iterations of a bear, a rhino, an elephant, each with this big open space in its midsection. The idea being that kids could climb around them, on them, or even slip inside of them and become them. In a way, like cosplay. And INPI and the city government, they were down for it. But after dropping off those initial designs, they gave him a small amount of money to kick things off. And then 
nunca más vuelven a... Como si el proyecto no se hubiera, no se hubiera realizado. Alberto Pérez Soria never hears back from them. It was as if the project just never moved forward. Pero años, un par de años después, salen a la luz este, esta nueva versión de animales, alterados un poco, cambiados, pero con But toda la... a couple years later, a new version of Alberto's animals start showing up. With the same design, animals with a big space in the middle, but something was a little off. First of all, there were totally new animals in the mix, like lions and fish and even bighorn sheep. They were color-blocked, painted flashy hues, and made of concrete, which, according to Aldo, was not part of the original design. Instead of elegant, they were splashy. Instead of smooth and rounded, they were edgy. Tienen cosas este, agresivas, esquinas agresivas. They have some sharp corners. Soon, the imposter animals had migrated to what seemed like cities in every corner of the country. Kids everywhere were sitting on top of a lion, climbing on a crocodile, becoming a fish. I asked Alberto, the son, if he'd played with these animals growing up. Sí, 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 totalmente. Totally, he says, including the small models his dad had made early on in the process, which he still has today. I asked him how this all sat with his dad. He says his dad was disappointed that they weren't exactly the original designs. If they were going to steal his designs, he says, it would have been better that they steal his exact designs. Mi padre era una persona que nunca buscó la, la fama. But ultimately, he says, his dad was a person who never really pursued fame or recognition. It was something he'd intentionally opted out of earlier in his life. And while lack of compensation was definitely not cool, his son says the lack of recognition wasn't uncommon when working in public art. Yo creo que en un momento dado hasta le dio gusto que su diseño estuviera... And at some point, Alberto says, he thinks his dad even felt good that the animals had made their way to so many kids across the country, probably more than he'd ever imagined. When Alberto Perez Soria was still pretty young, he became sick. The illness was progressive. It affected his ability to move, so he worked until his hands couldn't. And when they couldn't, he began to sell whatever he could that was worth something. Tools, smaller sculptures, much of his own work. He passed away at the age of 52. The period in which he was able to create art was short, but it left a huge impact. These animals were a childhood that he anonymously gave to much of Mexico. Really, his son says, it was Aldo who was the first person to share this story with a wider audience. This was like his blockbuster. That's Aldo again. And in a way, part of the success was that they were redesigned for, uh, to be in concrete. He says that the unfortunate way that these animals came to dominate playgrounds kind of ensured their success and their survival today. These playgrounds have been protected by the amount 
by how massively they were produced. And as they remained, through time and different administrations, localities took different approaches to maintaining them. Local painters were hired, not painters, but, you know, the one that paints your house. They were hired to paint the, the animals. So you have popular art using these modern animals as a canvas for this um, working class uh, creativity. So even though they're the same and they're industrially produced, they're unique because in every park they're painted in a different fashion because every painter sees this as a creative opportunity to paint, you know, a pink elephant with, with purple dots or a very realistic uh, lion, or sometimes they paint the, the lion as a leopard. So it's, it's really a constant renovation. These animals became the collaborative work of countless public artists. Starting with Alberto Perez Soria, including the local painters who gave new color and sometimes new identities to each animal, to the graffiti artists who come and leave their tags on them. And also the, the, the kids are the, the ones that really activate these cultures. Generation after generation, Aldo says, kids have kept climbing on these animals, even as new shiny plastic jungle gyms rose up next to them. And even though some are falling apart and a couple have been removed entirely, people are rallying to keep them. Maybe hoping to hold onto the lion or seal or bear with no ears that served as a color-blocked landmark of childhood, of both place and time. A really special thanks to Alberto Perez Rodriguez for taking the time to talk to me about his dad's work. Today, Alberto is an artist who's created sculptures and monuments in Mexico, as well as in the U.S., so keep an eye out for his work. And a huge thank you to Aldo Solano Rojas for sharing his research and taking me to San Alvaro Park, which is just one of the many parks you can visit in Mexico City and in cities across Mexico to find these incredible concrete animals. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Dylan Therese, Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Baudelaire Seuss, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Abby Peralt. Thanks for joining me. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, 
a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are.